0: Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little
1: extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno, Brad, and Nick. What it do? You're listening to the QTB podcast. I'm your host, Bruno, and with me, the OG boys of QTB, it's Bruno and Nick. What it do bringing you yes. some awesome podcast glory.
0: Oh my gosh, Bruno. Well, yeah, you know, uh well we're uh, we're hoping uh uh Brad will recover here quickly out this week. You know, we we've all been kind of through the uh through the ringer there in our own ways over the last like yeah. what, month or so. And yeah. uh it's
1: just it's someone else's turn, so Someone um, else's term, we're passing it along I, I virally, guess. yeah, literally virally, because mm-hmm. we don't live near each other, so, you know. I, yeah, like, we're, we're, don't we're click in- on any links don't. that you're not sure what they are.
0: <laughs> so unless you have antivirus, oh my gosh, yeah. and even then, don't do it. It's not worth it, man. Risky it's not clicks these it. days. Yeah, risky, risky clicks. clicks. That's uh, going to be the
1: name of our website. Riskyclicks.com. There's probably already one.
0: I don't know. <laughs> so, like E Bombs World for the new generation, basically? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The kids
1: don't know about E Bombs World. It's still and how, a thing. Like, it is. I know it's mm-hmm. still a thing. And that's where you find, like, yeah, that's like um. What's that? World Star. Yeah. You know, the kids aren't screaming World Star anymore. They're screaming, oh, you'll be on YouTube or you'll be on TikTok. But back in the day, it was, you could be a World Star. And you're like, what? <laughs>
0: What's World <laughs> that's not, Star, it's not a good ob- thing. No. You don't want to be on World Star. That's not that's not the content I, platform you so want to be. on so I went viral
1: on World Star for my mom rapping. Remember that? That's yeah.
0: right. Uh huh. So
1: she got a lot of cred um, with the urban cred. community, um, yeah. and for the urbans community that don't live in Urbia or Urbania, you know, or oh Urb- of course, Urbana, whatever, yeah. Urbana, yeah. whatever, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I
0: don't. <laughs> oh man! And your mom has uh, been making a uh, a reappearance there with, yeah. uh, of course, the Nana Names uh, series. I know you've got some uh, some other uh, fun stuff planned there. Yes.
1: she's just she's just such a treat to have on camera, man. We are. We've got a lot of things planned for her and some other things. So we haven't forgot about. it. We're just working behind the scenes for everything. You know, it's you gotta you gotta you gotta live your life, and yes. you, there's times when you just can't make it. To to the things that you want to do in life because Mm -hmm. life has decided that there's priorities. And when that happens, I know, I -hmm. know. And, you know, especially us with a little priority of little boys who are going through toddlerdom and babydom, like, oh my Mm -hmm. goodness. So, I mean, it's lucky that we're even stepping away from our wives or our nightly (laughs) lives to bring you this amazing content okay mm-hmm. like this action is action
0: dads we are action dads action. the only way to put it action he got the gong in folks he got the gong in <laughs> and that gong means it's time to get into of course there the UTV podcast i guess oh guys a little bit later we're going to be talking about uh the uh, of course we have the situation with E3 uh, the full cancellation, and uh, I think I think the media has kind of had some time to collectively digest that news. So we can kind of talk oh, yeah. about that, give our takes, and a little bit later we'll be talking about um, the uh, the Mario movie specifically. Um, a, a person that was not credited in the form of Grant Kirkhope, who was famous for doing a lot of music for uh, Rareware back in the day, think Banjo Kazooie. I think uh, even some GoldenEye and I mean, pretty much anything with that spinning gold rareware yeah. logo. Grant had his uh, stamp on there. Oh, yeah. Um, the Donkey Kong rap was actually utilized in the movie um, and Grant uh, d- did ex- express some frustration on Twitter and uh, sparked a pretty important conversation about um, crediting, especially musicians in gaming and the tough time that they go through. So I think it'll be an interesting conversation, uh, kind of a springboard there. But uh, before we get into it, of course, uh, it's time to go around the horn here and uh, and talk about what you've been playing, Bruno. What uh, what's been going on in uh, in video game land? Have you finally uh, rolled credits there on the old Breath of the Wild?
1: So Nick, you know, I, I recently saw a video of a guy who went back and visited breath of the wild and finally took on Ganon, um, uh, five years after the game had released, I guess he'd been milling around in the, in the open space. And that's kind of what I've been doing. Hmm. I finally defeated all four divine beasts, And now I'm just just enjoying the time of Breath of the Wild before I finally make it to that that final boss, right? Like, I want that to be the the nail and the final nail in the coffin that is Breath of the Wild for me before Tears of the Kingdom comes out. So I'm hoping to kind of time those um, around the same time. You know, the, the more I explore, the more shrines I get, and that obviously helps with with uh, getting uh, uh, more heart containers or stamina containers, which, you know, I'm doing pretty good. And I've got quite a bit of the the weaponry and whatnot, especially from those amiibo cards. I'm super excited to kind of let those roll in there because, you know, that has helped progress the game for me so quickly. And I got to say, if you're out there and you want to play Tears of the Kingdom coming up, uh, go on, uh, go on Amazon right now and, and search your search up uh, amiibo cards for breath of the wild. You can get all of them, a complete set, which is like 30, some uh, 30, some different cards. And then you can use the amiibo once per day and essentially get yourself 30, some loot boxes per day. That's essentially what they are like loot boxes yeah. from the sky. Get Drop into the game and that just helps you. Um, but I'm really excited for that as I look through the different mechanics of Breath of the Wild. I'm I'm just so enamored with the the world that they've built. And you know, I, I find my favorite spots that I like to kind of hide around in. But you know, I, I'm looking forward to exploring something new. I'm looking forward to being able to fuse weapons and not have to kind of play this conservation game of like do i have enough weapons in my inventory and then playing the game of like i don't want to use this weapon because i don't want it to break like you know what i mean like I'm at that point where i'm like i've got such good weapons i don't even want to use them Uh because i don't want them to break so you know that's that's you shouldn't that shouldn't be the gameplay that you yeah. project with something right? Like you should be able to get those weapons again and um you know play the game as you like. So hopefully with this kind of fuse ability that they've added to the game, that won't be an issue. And I can just go around fusing a stick and a rock together and <laughs> go ham.
0: <laughs> like we were talking about it on uh, on the last episode there about how it's basically like Gary's mod, you know for. Yep. With 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 how it's just letting you just oh yeah let me let me slap this rock on this on the and then like or make put two sticks together and make a longer stick like basic <laughs> stuff like that plus the the freedom to uh, fuse things together to create you know rafts or um and more importantly is actually add propulsion to things without having yeah. to have like specific things like you do in Breath of the Wild yeah there's a lot there's a lot to get excited about with that game I will warn you Bruno if you're if you're really trying to savor the game please tell me you're not going to get all the Korok seeds. You, oh
1: gosh, no! Do no, you know no, what no.
0: happens when they get when you get all the Korok seeds?
1: I'm pretty sure nothing, right? Like there's nothing. oh something
0: happens, and, and the people the people that went through this man because they are what there's like like hundreds and hundreds 900,
1: of nine hundred ridiculous nine hundred. There's and you a, only there's need a
0: lot. you only need like a small fraction of that to get all of the what the uh, the upgrades. Well,
1: um, I I would yeah. say, yeah, I mean, for, for me, I still have a lot of upgrades to go. So I'm still unlocking mm. them as I go around. But I'm not yeah. like specifically like, yes, I'm going to go around and search for these. You know, that's that's <laughs> ridiculous. So what do you get, Nick? Let the let the viewers know. So <laughs> I'm not getting it. You getting get them all. <laughs> you go back to
0: where you got the master sword and you are you are bequeathed the golden uh core, the golden Korok poop. It is a it is oh, a golden yeah, yeah, turd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is yeah, a that golden little gold turd. turd that you just, keep in your, you just
1: keeping your just keeping your inventory, right?
0: It does nothing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. Wow. It's so That's, mean. <laughs> like maybe, be- maybe. Wow. Maybe you know the only <laughs> the only thing that I can see using that yeah. would be apparently the master cycle. Whenever you unlock that, if you if you choose to get the DLC and you unlock the right. master cycle, um, it needs fuel. Mm-hmm. And so you have to open up the compartment and kind of shove uh, items in there. It would be amazing if, if once you entered the golden turd into yeah. the the motorcycle, <laughs> that it was like fueled forever. Like For that's eternity. its only purpose is to go. That's genius. Into that. that would be. I love it. That would it. be. Maybe, well,
0: it. okay. I mean, maybe you figured out something that no one else did, but
1: I don't think so. You're not going to get all the seeds. So I'm yeah,
0: I wouldn't let you. Um, what are
1: you but, what have you <laughs> been doing, Nick? You've got to be. I mean, you know, it's with been, so many things coming out. I mean, yeah. I and, and you keeping up with the stream. How do you find time to enjoy video games? <laughs> I don't
0: play a lot of them, man. Um, You know, honestly, it, it's mostly been boiling down to what I stream. And yeah. this week has been so much fun, man. You know, we had our regular games. We brought back Smash um, for for Ooh. one more night. It does. It's not a regular thing that we do, but they do have the arena code you can hop in. And our viewers got to join us, and the reason why I did it is because we had a very special surprise guest that came in uh, to our stream um, uh, later in the previous week, and that was the official social media account for the Detroit Lions. So yeah, they just and I, you know, when I see them in the chat, I'm like, wait, exactly. Detroit Lions. The The Detroit Detroit Lions. Lions? The sports ball team.
1: Oh yeah. They just walk in,
0: and they're 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 like they're dropping (laughs) knowledge about video games at the time it was fall guys and so um you know we got into a conversation about smash and they're like oh of course i had to mention the amiibo um that i have and then they're like oh yeah we got all we got every smash amiibo all of them you know even the variants and i'm just like okay wait 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 this just this just reached a new level and so they said you know hey let us know if you ever do a smash stream so you know i i let them know hey you know monday we're gonna we're gonna run a smash stream and you know if they show up they show up that's great oh they showed up so the rule that we have in place on the, on the stream is that if you win three, cause it's, it's always winner stays and then loser goes to the back of the line in an eight player queue. Our rule is if you win three times in a row, you win out and you go to the back of the queue as well. And then you get your, you know, so that way, that way someone else has a chance and never went out all, just fighting the best person in the room yeah. uh, fruitlessly. And they were the only, I don't know who the actual person, the name of the person behind that screen was. They went 15 and zero with uh, Bowser Jr., specifically Larry. Wow. Speci- who, who is Lions Colors, by the way. Has the bright mm. blue mohawk and the white clown car, so it literally yeah. looked like Lions Colors. Very smart. um, And absolutely <laughs> ran the table. We had people in there that claimed to be like like pro Smash players. And I'm telling you, Bruno, they need an eSports league. Wow. Uh, of who, Just whoever that guy is.
1: Whoever that person is, whoever they've got it, apparently the Detroit Lions have been working – tirelessly at smash and uh you know shirking their 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 football uh (laughs) their football responsibilities nick
0: (laughs) you got to get creative you know when you're when you're at that point in the league right you got to find some find some ways to branch out so they of course (laughs) they sure have
1: (laughs) i i like that i really love that idea i just love the idea of of you know a social media team getting behind that and joining something Um, video game related. I think there are, there's so many football players out there that love video games and, Mm -hmm. you know, honestly, and and more than that, you know, right. Like more, uh, not just football players, basketball players, baseball players, all that kind of stuff. Like I think video games in general are something that everyone can enjoy. And, you know, one of the things that, that one of the missions that I really take seriously with quit the build is to basically position video games as more than just, you know, a child's game more than just something for kids. Right. Cause I feel like that's the stigma that we get a lot of the time is, is, Oh, video mm. games are just for kids. It's, it's, you know, why are you playing a kid's thing anyway? Like it's a, it's a, you know, and I, I think that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, it's not like we're sitting there, you know, playing with a baby toy, right. You know, Ooh, ah, and you know, you know, yeah. pop goes the weasel, right? With uh, you know, Jack in the Box. Every you know, a, every time we you know have some free time, we're doing something that requires a lot of skill, that requires a lot of brain power, a lot of thinking for a lot of this stuff. You know, especially yeah. my wife, you know, has uh, that's been you know been watching me play Breath of the Wild. She understands that, like, the you know, I come across these shrines that you know, I'm like, I don't really understand what they want me to do here. And sometimes I do it the way they don't want me to do it. Right. You find a way around it and you're you like get really yeah, creative with some of those mechanics. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, that's one of the things I like is that you can play video games the way you want to play them. You know, you can choose to dive into things that, that are more up your, your alley. And when, if you automatically think of, you know, shooting games, when you think of video games, then you really need to be educated on, on, on the landscape that is uh the gaming world because it's way more than just that, right? Yeah. And it's more than just the tedious things of, like, Candy Crush, of just, like, tapping this or, you know what I mean? That that aimlessly, you know, I'm not you know calling out Candy Crush specifically. I'm just saying, you know, some of those, you know, just tap games where you're just like, I'm just tapping. I don't really, you know, I just do this when I have nothing else to do because I can just tap. You know, those types of games (laughs) here, you know, how take no skill whatsoever. I think that there's a lot that that we can gain from gaming, and it's it's more than just what's on the surface of of uh you know, this is a kid's game. And I and I think it's important to remember too, you know, that that these games are not developed by kids, they're developed by adults, Mm -hmm. and oftentimes they are geared towards adults. You know what I mean? They are yeah. they're meant for adults. Uh and they kind of just tag kids into it, right? Yeah. Like there are very specific games, I feel like, that are that are kid or Oriented, right? Like the Peppa Pigs and oh, the yeah. Paw Patrols, right? Like mm-hmm. those are the ones where you're like, oh yeah, this is 100 percent a a children's game. But you know, to diminish something like uh Fall Guys, you know, to of which I have still yet to receive a solo crown nick, really? can't get one, can't get one. Ooh, Cannot get one. Too sweaty. Yep, Man. too sweaty for me. I feel like Tim and I really honestly don't want the social media account. For fall guys calling me out to start, to start to start making yeah. it
0: a troll thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's not good. That's understandable. It might be more than you could stomach. And I'll tell you, Bruno, speaking of stomach, I uh, I just had a uh, lovely trip up to uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania oh. um, to visit. Uh, well, the Hershey Park's not closed. They're out of season, but they had um, the Chocolate Town open, which is like the new yeah. area right in front next to Chocolate World. Um, and we went to a restaurant called The Chocolatier. Well, when I went there, um, sure, I got to try. Well, the whole thing is everything. The whole menu has some chocolate something, mm. um, and I thought it was going to be a gimmick, but I got the uh, the Take Five burger. Okay, and on oh. this burger, it's a Reese's Take Five burger. It's got uh, like a peanut butter spread on top of the of the burger, and also uh, like like thick cut bacon with uh, like a chocolate caramel uh, drizzle. Ooh. Okay, and a pretzel bun for the pretzel part. Okay, so you got all the okay. Take Five components. It was the most delicious thing I've ever eaten in in a long time. One of the top five burgers I've had of all time. But you know what? We, I'll tell you what was not top five afterwards, Bruno. What? It was my gut. My gut said, oh my gosh, can't handle it, which is why I'm super glad that we have partnered with Advanced GG, Bruno, because Advanced GG offers powders, supplements, and even canned drinks. But more importantly is they've just released their probiotic line of beverages, okay, to help promote gut health. So for Ah. for burger eaters like myself, I'm gonna eat me some probiotics, exactly, to kind of keep my gut health in check. A very important thing, and they've got just the thing to do it because their newest flavor um, is amazing, And it incorporates not only the usual advanced GG energy that you know and love, but you're also gonna get a boost of that probiotic goodness. So check it out. It's right there on the main page when you go to their website, advanced.gg. And of course, check out all of their other amazing uh, flavors. And uh, uh, there are different lines of products. It's not just uh, drinks. It's gummies and uh, you name it. Of course, you can use promo code QTB10 when checking out at advanced.gg and save 10% off your order site-wide. So get the dub. Oh, and, uh, my God. That's what, I, that's what I was saying in the, in the bathroom. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. Good bacon. But good Lord. Yeah.
1: So I have uh, – there is a – uh, a local place uh, here called killer burger. And they have a peanut butter burger, a peanut butter pickle nice. burger. And it's Ooh. actually very, very good. A lot of people yeah. kind of get off put by the thought of peanut butter, you know, in a in, mm-hmm. a, in a, in a, sandwich or something like that. But it is surprisingly good. Uh, it is very, it, it tastes Asian inspired, like a peanut sauce or something right. like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind yeah. of what you're, what you're really tasting. And I got to tell you, I have, I have, one of the one of the best combos I and, and and we'll get, we'll get into a QTB nights about this. I feel like this is a QTB nights a weird combo food combos that actually work. And I got to tell you mayonnaise with uh peanut butter it works. It works. I believe that it works. I'm too afraid to try. Most people are. <laughs> Most people are and with good good reason, okay. right? Like it's yeah. But it's, it's, it just kind of adds a, a creamy tanginess to it. Uh, okay. It doesn't really over... You can't overpower peanut butter. That's right. the thing you got to keep in your back of your mind. Like, <laughs> you are not overpowering peanut butter. The minute you open peanut butter, you could smell it, you know. That's yeah. why people who are allergic to it just, like, seize up, you know, when they see a peanut because... It's the vapors, Nick. The vapors. Oh, no. They've got the vapors.
0: (laughs) The vapors. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll tell you what gave me the vapors this week, Bruno. And that was was, uh, the vapors of once again realizing that our our age is showing this article coming from Forbes.com and our uh, our big story this week talking about E3, um, which has been uh, completely canceled. Of course, E3 standing for the uh, Electronic Entertainment Expo, which was scheduled to run June 13th through the 16th in LA. Uh, has been completely put the kibosh on by uh, by the ESA and read Pop after a domino effect of publishers ended up pulling out of the event. And you know we've been we had been Duh. talking about this in in <laughs> it's not shocking news. It's no, just, it's not just at all. sad news. Yeah. Um. That. Uh, and I'm, I'm I will say I'm
1: glad that is it they though? is it sad though. So let's let's okay. break it down. We're gonna break this okay. down, Nick, because. I got a feeling that the, a lot of what we're sad about is that nostalgia, that nostalgia filter that we put on a lot of things. And I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I am no different than, you know, that's why a lot of times it's hard for me to go back and play some of the classic games. If they haven't been remastered or updated, because I'm like the controls were abysmal. And there was no way around it. Like, you know, for some of the games that you used to play, you know, looking at like Resident, the new Resident Evil was it Resident Evil 4 remaster that came out? And how amazingly updated that was and how Capcom just really, you know, and it's been like, it's, I mean, the game's been released ever for for every console since GameCube, right? Wii, Wii U, they did one for, you know, now one for Switch, of course. But, you know, besides the point, I, I, I think that, you know, when we're looking at uh, something like E3 and we see it, it go by the wayside, we're forgetting all of the mistakes, right? And the fact that we don't need that stage anymore to give us a trailer. Yeah. Because that's all it was. It was, you know, maybe with an update, right? Like maybe, an, and, and what you, I don't think that people understand the amount of pressure, the amount of money. And the amount of effort it takes to put on something like this, not only from, a, from like the E3 side of things, right? Like s- securing the venue and then all that kind of stuff. But from the developer side, right? To have to take time out of their busy schedule to address a marketing issue that literally is holding things up. Right. It holds yeah. things up because you've got to stop what you're doing and secure a demo, secure a part of the game that you can show. How many times did we see developers come out and lie to us by either showing us a demo that wasn't really being played, it was just recorded, or showing us gameplay that we didn't actually get in, in the actual game? You know, I'm looking at you, Ubisoft. Um, you know, in every e3 release you've ever done where you ran it on a a computer from nasa and then you were like actually these are the potato graphics when it comes out and we're like well this doesn't look anything like what you showed us right Right? like i think that a lot of people are just sad that the fact that they don't have this like week-long thing this week-long thing celebration of video games but I i honestly think If you polled every person that has had to do E3 in terms of news reports, you know, IGN workers having to crank out video after video after Mm. video for every trailer, for every little minute thing, I guarantee you no one's sad about this. No one's sad about this on the corporate side of things. The only people who are sad about this are people who choose not to watch the game of the year awards or don't follow the director. You know, maybe some of the, the older gamers, even older than us, right. Who, who loved that era of going through of it, but it's become a clown show. You yeah. know, now what are your thoughts on this, Nick? Because you've got to know just as well as I do that trying to orchestrate all of this and compete with everyone else is just, it never works out.
0: <laughs> it never works out. But one of the things that I loved very fondly, not that it would happen in 2023, even if this expo did go through, was like it It. It, it, it kind of promoted some spontaneity in some ways. You know, I, I love reading or i watching YouTube videos of just documentaries on the launches of individual consoles or games and ones that flopped and where they went wrong. And one of my favorite moments in all of gaming history is the moment when when Sega really messed up at E3 when they came out before Sony and Sony had yet to unveil the PlayStation or at least the pricing on the PlayStation. It was going to be Sega speaks and then and then Sony Speaks. Sega came out at the time they were releasing the Sega Saturn and their big bombshell was supposed to be of, oh, we weren't supposed to release it for a few more months, but it's out today. Um, which is a huge mistake because retailers weren't ready to put this thing out front and it damaged. Yeah. The, that's a, a different story. But they're like, oh, the Saturn's available for today for, today for three ninety nine. dollars 99 uh, A lot of money in, in, in 90s dollars. And oh, yeah. they go through their whole spiel. It's not a great launch lineup and literally PlayStation scraps their entire presentation that they worked on and the guy that went out there, I think the head of PlayStation at the time, just walks up to the microphone, just says into it, $2.99 and walks away. And the yep. whole crowd, I remember crowd. that. I remember
1: that. It erupted epic moment. Yep. Yeah. It was literally like, that's what it was. That's what mm-hmm. you heard. It was just the crowd cheering and so much. I mean, yeah. to 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 have to be able to pivot on that and 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 take that loss, right? Because we, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about this before. Even Xbox has come out and and flatly said, uh we we sell the Xbox at a loss. Right, it's it's and and if you're looking, if you're trying to build a PC, this is the thing that I that gets me about like PC versus you know console, right? You know, PC is the master race and blah 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 all this you know stuff we hear about. You know, it 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 costs literally you know what, twice as three times as much, ten times as much sure. sometimes mm-hmm. to to get the same, the same. Graphic capability that you're Getting out of this little bundle this little Bundle of a machine like they Obviously sell it at a loss because they're Getting more from uh, Software sales right They're getting more from other things like That and I think the landscape Of gaming is changing Mm -hmm. It's just changing in general And and these live services uh, Prompt More updates than just A yearly e3 thing Right and oh yeah Nintendo started this early with Nintendo direct, they would come out with a direct and then another direct. And then, you know, all these little things that they would, they would, you know, do throughout the year to really keep the momentum of, of, of uh marketing hype in their corner. And for, uh, I, I think for, for something like E3, it, it's just like I said. It's a lot of pomp and circumstance. Nick, play the song. Do you have it?
0: <laughs> the, I don't. <laughs>
1: oh, pomp <Nick>. and circumstance. <laughs> yeah, I
0: thought for
1: sure you had that on the thing, and I was ready yeah. for it. We need to have for that the, for anyway, the best beans all of fame. for the best beans all around. That's great. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, you what know. do you, What do you think? Right? Like, am I am I totally off base here? Like, with all the things that we have now. Is mm-hmm. E three still better than that? Like, oh, is no. it? No. Yeah, I don't think so.
0: No, it was. It was. It was mostly just uh, being lavish for the sake of being lavish, yeah. like you had mentioned. It wasn't. And and uh, honestly, these companies had to devote a very large portion of their budgets to having these things on the floor that would really catch eyes and try and bring journalists over and, and capture media attention. It's simply not necessary uh, anymore in the world of of remote interviews and just information that's easily accessible. Like it is in in today's day and age. No, it, it was never big. And you're right. You know, I I do say I will I will say this though. You know, the Game Awards has kind of become like the one of the de facto places to announce a new game. I think that's really yeah. exciting, and it it, it oh, works yeah. in their favor because if it were just awards, nobody would really care. No, um, and I didn't. Yeah, either, right. I didn't mm-hmm. when it was
1: just awards when they started when they first started doing it and stuff like that. Yeah, and they they kind of trickled in some some trailers. Yeah. I wasn't interested. But this past year, with the amount of, uh, of of releases that we got, and, of course, the longest speech in award show history, I was mean, we're making waves in the video game world, and it's worth tuning into. And mm-hmm. you're right. It's more than that. So E3, if they want to come back, that's the real question, Nick. What can E3 do to to regain some traction, you know, they said that was one of the things they said, right? We're gonna we're not gonna do E3 2023, we're gonna go back to the drawing board and then revisit it in 2024 with something better. What can they do to really change the tides for me for this? Personally, mm-hmm. I'm hoping for like a Comic-Con type thing where mm. it's less of a less of a, a media thing and more of a people thing. More okay. of a gamers thing where gamers can go to this and they don't have to have special press badges, right? They can go and experience these big these big new technologies and demos. Is that something that you'd like to see or do you have a better vision for E3 and what they should do?
0: I think that's the uh, what you just suggested is the only route because in, in any capacity of what E3 used to do, it's already being done better elsewhere. You know, and they, it's not like they can pivot to be like, oh, well, let's focus on like indie games or smaller publishers. Yeah. There are so many. And there's uh, not enough money there. There's not enough money. And no. it's already being done. I mean, pretty much as efficiently as can be with uh, with companies and, and and expos that focus on on smaller, smaller Pax developers. East, you
1: know, there's, yeah, I know it, they do a lot of smaller things as well. And there were big announcements at Pax yeah. East,
0: too. Like yeah. that was a very busy week for gaming news. So I, I think we're at that point now where. And I w- I will say this article um, from Forbes even mentions that like E3 w- really wasn't doing super hot even before the pandemic caused the first shutdown back in 2019 there was a security breach that leaked the personal information of over uh 2, journalists and attendees so I mean I, I, it, it sounded like the the press was already kind of di- starting to distance themselves from this this style this methodology yeah. um, but I think that that'd be smart you know we we always want to have Uh, uh, discussions or integrated to to talk to so many famous people in the gaming industry. Imagine a panel discussion, like Comic-Con style where somebody could commit a, submit a question to, you know, Hideo Kojima, you know, or someone like that who just doesn't, you don't get opportunities really to ask someone like that questions. Um, Well, I think that's, I
1: think ideally, you know, if we're looking at the, the landscape of how these things work, I honestly think that's the best route. I think Mm. that is something that you're right if we could, you know, have demos of, of some games that are coming out, you know, even if it's, even if it's something where it's, you've got to wait in a long line and, you know, we've got a, you know, a handful of computers and, and it's a guided thing, right. Where we, you know, are a timed thing. Gamers would flock to that, you know, and then you throw in merchandise on top of that with, you know, vendors and stuff. And it could really become the thing that people always Hoped it would be when they went to it and i think that's where the the um the allure lies is the fact that they essentially are just hoping to to get a piece of those early action you know that everyone wants to be on the floor of e3 i myself I've always wanted to go to E3, but not if no one's going to be there, Nick. (laughs) Right? Like, I don't, you know, and when (laughs) you've got Xbox and PlayStation basically being like, yeah, nah, we're through with that kind of stuff. We're not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. You basically turn it from something that the whole company has to devote time to, right? Like, everyone has to devote time to E3. If you make it more open-ended like that, you can send the event team. You can send event marketing over and, and set up some, you know, a a booth of their own, right. Where they have a small demo booth, you sell merch, you give, you know uh, you know, some game pass stuff or, you know, whatever it may be, Um, you know, and maybe it's a chance to play, play video games with the people that made it or like you said, or some of the voice actors, how cool would it be to have some of these gaming celebrities just you know, mingling around Mm -hmm. on the floor, you know, or having a booth themselves, right? Or you can go up and meet Ninja or you can, you know, play games with Ninja, right? Or, 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 you know, even something like the simulators, racing simulators, people would pay lots of money to go into it like an actual F1 racing simulator. And I think that that's a perfect way to move the Electronics Expo, right? Like the, the Games Expo, into a space that is needed because I think that's where we're we're really missing out on a lot of stuff. As I watched some of these earlier videos of what E3 used to be, there were so many accessory companies there. Yeah. You know, showing you like, oh, look at all the the hundreds of accessories you can get for Game Boy Advance. You know, I literally (laughs) saw a news thing on that. You know, that I think there are so many things in the gaming space of like control freaks or you know um you know advanced gg right where you've got actual products that gamers want give them a space for this make this the gaming expo that 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 draws in the the normal crowd but also give give the the celebrities a chance to uh you know kind of shine and take center stage and and get some praise for for the stuff that they've they've done you know i i think it would be great i I, i'd want to see
0: you got me sold, man. I mean, oh, hey, there's a there's a vacuum here somewhere. So uh, maybe maybe this will be uh, QTB's next big <laughs> next big venture. Right. Yeah. Maybe
1: we sponsor oh, them or
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Quit I don't want to put that together. The
1: Quit the build expo. Yeah, we're no, going to need right. some help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need a few bodies. Uh, where's Terry? So um, <laughs> I- I'll tell you um, just yeah, really interesting uh, uh, conversation surrounding that. And, uh, you know, definitely a news that was uh, far from, I would say, breaking or surprising. Um, but one that nonetheless, uh, did show up. Well, uh, we got another story to get to here in a little while, but we got a big announcement here, which is that we've got a new, uh, sponsor here, which is our friends over at cdkeys.com. Now, Bruno, you know, cdkeys, you know, when I, when I think cdkeys, when I think cdkeys, I always think of the days growing up when you'd buy, you know, the cd copy of a, of a PC game and load it up. You'd have the actual key on there. You had to enter or else you couldn't, you couldn't play the game. You had to register the product. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, you know, people, people underestimate the power of, uh, just keys in general, um, to unlock and download games. And I mean that in the form of, there's a, there's there's an amazing, amazing opportunity to get a lot of games for less than retail. And that's exactly what you get with cdkeys.com. So cdkeys.com, how it works is their website. You go on there and you can uh, search for different games. Oftentimes the newer games that have just come out, you can hop on there and see if they're available. Oftentimes, if they are, they're available for $25, 50 as low as 90% off yeah. the retail price. And you know how these digital storefronts can be, right? Where, like, the game that you want, you have to either wait for it to go on sale or just bite the bullet and buy it full price. And some yeah. of these games, like, never go on sale, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, look at, look at Lin- Nintendo, right? Nintendo yeah. is the perfect example of that where none of their games ever go on sale or... You know, maybe it's a game that just the developer, you know, you see it on sale on like Steam, but it's not on sale on Xbox. It's on sale on PlayStation, but, you know, maybe not on Nintendo or whatever it may be. So this is the perfect opportunity for gamers to get out there and really see a nice big catalog. And it's interesting because a lot of these a lot. So how it works basically is these these companies send out massive keys to uh to people and obviously the $60 price tag is not what the game is sold to uh you know in bulk right like right. if you buy bulk see uh, like bulk keys and that's essentially what it is so you know it's obviously there's profit to be made somewhere you mm-hmm. know in that $60 price tag but you know, with these companies basically saying, no, we want to get the most out of it possible. CD keys has kind of stepped in and said, you know what? Here's for the gamers. Here's some keys that, you know, are are really going to be helpful for you uh, to, to get some money off of your favorite games and maybe a game that you've been wanting to buy, but you know, don't want to spend the full, the full price tag on, or just looking for a couple dollars off. Right. Like anything helps. I, I, I'm an Amazon shopper, so you know, if I can get something for a dollar cheaper on there, I'll go for it. Like,
0: yeah, it is actually shocking the savings that you get on this website and specifically with new games, right? So the last of us part one, right? That remaster came out for PC specifically. yeah, uh, sixty dollars title. Good luck finding that on sale. You can get a key right now and it's delivered to you digitally by email within seconds of making your purchase forty two dollars. it's a thirty two percent savings. That, right you there can have
1: caterpillar eyebrows in the blink of a e- caterpillar <laughs> they're, gonna fi- they're
0: gonna they're gonna they're gonna fix the glitches i promise yeah i did i did the jingle about it, it looks like guys uh, eyebrows look like burnt cheetos but a caterpillar is good too um resident evil 4 we just talked about the remaster um available yeah. for 45 dollars and that just came out and if you like live subscription services for playstation xbox you name it they've got a one month xbox game pass ultimate um a uh, code on there for six dollars and 79 cents so you want to talk about you know you know load up you can't i mean you can't uh, stack them like you can with others but you've got the code you just have to redeem yeah. it when it's time so take advantage of these deals you know and uh, my gosh they're they're already saying you can pre-order uh jedi survivor uh red oh, Fall, nice. age of one these are all games that haven't even come out yet and you can pre-order your code for under 50 bucks for a $60 title. Wow. So don't miss out on this. I mean, it's a really yeah. cool opportunity. We're really excited to be partnered with them. Um, and you don't even need a code to save any money with us because the code is the, they are the cheat code. So yep. check them out. Um, use yep. the link that's in our bio um, to make sure that uh, when you go there, that you that they know that you found us, um, that you found them through us. That helps support us uh, quite a bit. And yep. uh, yeah, we're we're looking forward to uh, to working with uh, cdkeys.com dot um, because hey, who doesn't yep. love a deal, man? I'm, I, do. I, I do. I'll man. walk through an Ollie's for oh. twenty bucks and just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty as charged, man. <laughs> He's a big oh, lot shopper. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, well, okay, so here we go. Next story coming from uh, Eurogamer.net. And this is a very recent story that came out. So we're not uh, quite ready to really discuss the Super Mario Brothers movie, but we are ready to discuss some, which is in theaters today, as of this recording. But we are yeah. definitely ready to discuss um, an issue that has popped up. Um, now, of course, both Bruno, you and myself are, are millennial gamers. We grew up in the heyday of companies like Rareware um, making games like GoldenEye, Donkey Kong Country, you name it, yeah. And one of the uh, composers that is known for just about any big rareware vintage song you can think of is a composer known as Grant Kirkhope. This guy's done a lot, and one of the things that w- I would say he's most famous for is the DK Rap, okay, from oh, Donkey yeah. Kong '64.
1: We know what you're uh, talking
0: about. It's it is it is an absolute bop. It's it's cheesy as all get out. Um, but it's so much fun, and, you know, it's, it was the opening to Donkey Kong 64. Well, uh, this article is uh, is here because uh, Grant went to an early screening of the Mario movie and expressed some concern on Twitter when in the credits for the, the movie in which the DK rap does appear, um, it is simply credited as from Donkey Kong 64 with no composers or names attached to it, um, whereas every other song used in the movie had a proper amount of uh, a proper amount of, uh, of credit given. So I, I think it's a it's, it's a, a an interesting concern because I'll tell you, man, like Grant Kirkhope is a legend and yeah. should not be just brushed aside in the in the form of, oh, from Donkey Kong 64. Like, what does that mean? I mean, Banjo-Kazooie, Goldeneye, where, where, where do you even stop with Grant? Right.
1: Well, so here's the thing. Right. It it, it comes down and it's, it is really difficult. And, and unfortunately um, when, and this just goes as somebody who works with uh, works in creating digital media for, for clients and whatnot, I don't get, uh, I don't get credit for the work that I do for these clients. Right? Like it doesn't say like produced by Bruno Like, you know, big shout out to Bruno at the end of the video. It's all about the overarching work that you're producing it for. And the credits don't necessarily need to dive in to who created the the actual song because he was paid for that work and therefore... Nintendo and Donkey Kong 64 the the whoever owns that IP owns all of those media media rights to that. So as yes as sucky as it is it is to not get a credit on that um we know he knows and that's as much as he's going to get honestly. Yeah. Um, it, it does suck, but you know, like I said, I, I do it myself, right? I I'm a graphic designer, video producer, motion graphic, you know, animator. And I produce a lot of ads, a lot of animations for, uh, and, ha- and I have for big companies like DoorDash and LinkedIn. And, you know, I don't get that, that credit. It doesn't say like who made this commercial, right. You know, or that type of thing. And even if somebody uses a song. In a commercial, you don't know. the. They don't give a credit to that. It was paid for. It was paid for. It was licensed. You got your credit in the games. Like, that's where you got your credit. If he didn't get a credit in the game that would be worthy of an uproar and stuff like that. And I know that we kind of live in this modern age where everybody wants to kind of be super nice and, and everybody wants to do the right thing. And, Oh, it wouldn't have taken them that much. I know that's probably the thought, right? They mm-hmm. wouldn't have taken them that much to, to, to look up the name or whatever, to credit that. Yeah. But they didn't have to, you yeah. know what I mean? Like they didn't have to technically speaking, you know, the fact that they used the music in the thing and credited to that it was enough. Unless if it was redone, if he really reproduced it for the movie, he doesn't deserve credit in a specific credit in that way. Um, you know, especially if they ripped it directly from the game. Now, yeah. if Post Malone or Drake comes out with the DK rap, right? You know, and just, <laughs> <laughs> Lil Wayne's doing the DK rap, and stuff. please now, you please. know, they're gonna have to <laughs> please do it right. Yes, yeah, yeah, we want to hear it. <laughs> if they if they do that, then obviously there's going to be an update on that. Mm-hmm. But um, if if the credits have already been given then they don't need to be given again, unfortunately. And, and there are so many, you know, believe me coming from an artist, I know I want to be credited too, for, for the things that I've created. Um, But you know, you, you also have to realize that when you sign those contracts, you know, they get the, the use of that forever, right? Like that's a forever thing. For unless it's stipulated where you get royalties every time it's, it's, it's used. And that's another rabbit hole of which a lot of people have done, you know, you unfortunately are at the whim of whatever they decide to do. So the fact that he's getting, uh, media attention in, in this, um, you know, moment regarding it, I think is, is his credit, right? Like you've gotten your credit now. You know, I know if Brad were here, he'd be he'd be devil's bradvocating for uh, bradvocating, <laughs> advocating
0: for Bradvicating. something else. Yeah. You know
1: what? What do you think, Nick? Do you think that you know? I mean, you know, what's what's your opinion on this? Because you're right, he has been the 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 mm-hmm. the the composer of our video game soundtrack childhood. So yeah. how do we how do we do that? How do we Pay homage to this guy without doing the digging and <laughs>
0: right. I think the best way to pay homage to people like like Grant Kirkhope is to know who Grant Kirkhope is. Mm. I, I my my thing about about music and and music and video games is that it's come a long way in terms of being able to know who was behind a particular track or oh, who yeah. some of the iconic composers of our day is. Whereas you know back in the day, like when you'd roll credits on like an uh, NES or SNES game like the credits for the mu- the music would just be like, you know, Steve or like, you know, just like some weird like code name <laughs> or something. Like they didn't they, I'm sure they had a reason for it. But, you know, there's there's so many iconic uh, uh musicians that are specific to the video game industry as opposed to someone maybe that's, you know, that's tapped to come in and do work for a video game that's already well known. And the, the issue within that space Bruno is that they do kind of tend to get forgotten. And they mm. get associated so much with the with the IP that they're a part of that you know like like you had said you know you think well oh it, you know Nintendo made the DK rap. and and to a certain uh, 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 extent yeah you're a hundred percent right yeah, yeah. Um, and who knows about the behind the scenes of what assets were used and who you know what what creative work went into it there's a lot of ambiguity and I I think that a lot of these composers deserve to be recognized in some way. Does it need to be a, in, in a, in a, credits thing? No, obviously it did, bo- it did bother him and that's, that's yeah. okay. And a lot of people reached out and, you know, yeah, and, and, and really yeah. consoled the guy and like, listen, you know, that's a bummer. Um, but don't let that, that fool yeah. you into thinking that you don't have value as a, yeah, as a, as a composer agree. in the space. I, I think of um, you know, I, I love that uh, Spotify. So many uh, video game publishers have embraced the idea of putting soundtracks of video games. Yeah, except you, Nintendo. Um, yeah, of, I'm looking um, at you. How do I not have the Mario Kart 8 soundtrack on Spotify? I'm just saying um, uh, probably because I probably because I would speed or throw shells. Um, but <laughs> but um, I love that Sega has embraced that pretty much any Sega game you can think of the the sound, the full soundtrack. Is available um, on Spotify, which is there. You go. And That's
1: what we want to hear. We just want to hear that.
0: We just want to hear it. And one thing I noticed about that is that every single you know uh, uh, track is attributed to Sega Sound Team as the as the group that yep. made it, and it's the same Sega Sound Team from the '80s that it is in the 2020s. So. There, uh, but, you know, nonetheless, like, you know, I, I learned over the years of like uh, Jun Sanue or uh, my gosh, uh, Koji Kondo, of course. Koji Kondo, the, yeah. Right. I mean, uh, yep. no, Nobuo uh, Ematsu that made the, a lot of the Final Fantasy music that we know and love. Right. I mean, yeah. there's, there's there's so is, much.
1: And I think, you know, getting back to an earlier topic we were talking about, I think that a, an E3 panel or a, a uh, Game of the Year memoriam, not, you know, and for, for people that have died, but you know, just for a look back and and maybe some recognition, right? Like why can't the game of game awards start awarding games of like the best nostalgic game this year or whatever, whatever it may be, you know, and, and, and have something along those lines. I honestly think that there is a lot of room to praise these individual composers in the video game world for something in something like game you know game of the year or an e3 panel you know because you're right i i think that you know songs like the prelude of time or you know just the absolute bop that is this pause that's great by the way right yeah hey yep. there you go you want to know uh-huh. who who jammed this it was grant okay uh-huh. he came in there and was like eh, 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 Give me that xylophone We're gonna do it again do, do. You know, I mean, seriously yeah. the, mm-hmm. You know, we we do take for granted We do take for granted the these songs and stuff And I, I agree that I think that we need to give more praise to them And I think that that praise should be done on the awards stage That's where the Oscars do it Although you may not get to see a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that the oscars produces um you know because they they show you the main thing right like best actor best actress best supporting actress they actually go through and give oscars for everything for sound design for foley artists for for uh visual effects obviously right like every aspect of movies are uh costume design all that kind of stuff is given its 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 proper recognition, and that's why I think that they can really take the something like the Game Awards and and, and kind of shift a, a certain portion of it and say, you know what, these people didn't get the recognition back in the day. We didn't have Game Awards back in the nineties. We didn't get to celebrate the the Super Mario team, the the Rare Goldeneye team for the amazing games that they produced. Why mm. not have a, a special award that you give out, you know, in a, in a couple different categories one being music, one being maybe, you know, story development game, whatever it may be? And, you know, give these, you know, golden blimps, right? You know, I think about the golden blimp from uh, the oh, Nickelodeon Choice Awards, right? They're still giving it yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, they're still giving it out to so that like, yeah. one special person who they're like, this person was a champion for kids this year or you know this person's a good role model like woohoo that's all it takes that's Mm -hmm. all it takes and i think if we did that we would really have less of these moments where we're like yeah it would have been nice to have my name up there and something that i did instead of just sega sound team or nintendo soundtrack right Mm -hmm. because essentially at the end of the day that's what, that's what he is. Right. Sure. Like I am not, uh, I am not an individual with the stuff that I produce for, for, for my, for my clients, for my job. I am part of the marketing team or part of the design team or whatever it may be. And it's just like, oh yeah, marketing did that or design did that. And it's like, there you go. You get collectively, lumped in with everyone because everyone's eyes had to be on it and someone had to approve that dk rap nick they somebody in a boardroom was like this is a banger put this on the top shelf you know what we're gonna enter the game with it okay forget (laughs) aquatic ambience we don't want that trade it in for the dk rap it's gonna
0: sell copies man (laughs) you know we're still talking about it all these years later it's amazing um, yeah, no, well said, you know, I think one of the coolest things about, um, and one thing I think, and I think the industry is trending in that direction. Like I had mentioned of, of properly recognizing, um, you know, I love that at the end of the, uh, the penultimate thing to happen at the game awards is the, uh, the orchestra providing yeah. a, uh, you oh, know, yeah. a rendition of the game of the year awards. And I, I can't imagine how cool that could be to be one of the people that, that produced it, especially for an indie title for a game like, you know, Hades, for example, that makes their stray, that makes the cut and hearing your music um as part of this sweeping orchestra yeah. alongside AAA titles like God of War um is uh is a really cool thing and I'll tell you Bruno I'm hoping that you know maybe they'll add a uh, a best gaming community category or at least one uh you know to uh I don't I don't know one they probably have it they just don't show it for the uh the main awards because you know who has the best community in games
1: uh I'm going to think it's quit the build and it's- I nicked-
0: Yes. I got, I got yes. some Quit the
1: Build community music for you.
0: Here it is. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Yes, I'll accept this award because we really do have one of the best communities in gaming, guys. The best community in gaming. Um, all about being positive, inclusive, and having fun playing games. We'd love for you to join it. Um, the, the fun does not stop when the podcast stops playing. And if you want to be part of it, make sure you visit our website, quitthebuild.com is your one-stop shop for all things QTB. Stop on by. You can even scroll to the bottom of that page and join our growing Discord community with the link right there. We're playing games. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. We've got memes. Who doesn't these days? But ours are extra spicy. Now, in addition to that, also make sure you check us out on Patreon because, guys, our Patreon supporters are going above and beyond. We appreciate the support. I'm talking about our QTB and Fuego supporters. Like Epic Capture Productions, Matt.bat, Caitlin, Courtney, Megan, Ashley, Andrea, and our newest QTB and Fuego supporter, Cassandra K. Thank you so much for your support. Yes. And our QTB Plus supporters, Nick Nick, the Dudist Monk, Indie Gameyax, Alan Abadesa, Mr. Grove Games, the Intergalactic Pinecone, Fluffy, Terry the Kitten, and Maddie. Also a shout out to Maeve, one of our newest uh, base QTB supporters. Thank you for hey. that support as well. Been a good week for us. And uh yeah, guys, check it out at uh, patreon.com slash quit the build. The link is in our show notes or bio if you're watching on YouTube. Um and you can support us for as little as two dollars a month. Two dollars a month. Hey. I'm telling you what. It's uh <laughs> it's it's something special. Um and uh yeah, you know, get get uh, get in touch with all things QTB. We our, our blog has been humming lately, um, thanks to the podcast. Um, the podcast collective there they had been working very hard behind the scenes to get all sorts of uh, and, and really really uh, awesome content um, to yeah. check out there oh, yeah. uh, across a, a wide variety of topics and more blog articles are on the way so make sure to check them out and yeah, uh, I love
1: yeah. to love uh, hanging out with James so you know the yeah. previous five really great guy love the the work that he and uh, his crew are doing for the for the blog and you know, it's it's just really well written and it's it's about time that we had some fresh perspective on there. Yeah. Um, and like I said, just love it. So I'm really glad that everyone's enjoying the website. We've seen a increase on that. So we thank you so much for checking it out and and just being a part of the community. It really does mean a lot to us to see everything grow, especially from us, just you know, this is how it started, right? It was just just me and Nick talking to each other, you know. Yeah. Wondering if if anybody was gonna hear it. And then here we are, you know, uh a couple years later, and, and Nick has has become the de facto uh TikTok weird Al. Um <laughs> Weird it, Ben. Weird Ben. <laughs> weird, I don't know weird. if you
0: <laughs> Weird Nick. At this point, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I get the Ben thing a lot. I know. Yeah. Oh gosh.
1: But uh, you know, it's really been amazing. So thank you guys so much. Um, you know, it you know, we really do work hard behind the scenes, and um, we are super excited every time uh we get any type of support anywhere on the channel. So we're always sharing that with each other and uh dishing about you guys. So thank you so much for making that amazing, Nick. Yes, what do you got for the people?
0: That's all I got, man. We have to do the thing where you where you where you end it.
1: Okay. You're the guy that does that. I am the guy that does that. Yeah. Well, it's been so much fun. We just thank you for joining the QTB podcast for Nick and the absent Brad. I'm Bruno.
0: For Bruno and the absent Brad, I'm Nick.
1: Peace out. Hey. What it do. That's, that's, said, that's all folks.
0: Quit the bill.